Hi, welcome to the Bella Podcast. Today we are on with Megan Fine. Megan is a life coach. She's a nutrition coach. And we are discussing, are you living your best life? The only one that you have on this earth right now and this moment. So our topic today is purposeful life. So without further ado, here's Megan. Hi, Megan. How are you today? I'm doing well, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. Thank you so very much for being here, for your willingness to share what it is you do to discuss this topic that we have today. Our topic today, as you know, is what experience do you want to be having with your with your life? And we're discussing this because you are a life coach. Can you tell us a little bit more about what it is you do and some of your background, how, how you became a life coach? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Um, so my journey to life coaching uh, started with feeling pretty dissatisfied with my own life, I think. Um, a feeling a lot of us can relate to just... Um, I was working as a project manager, I was in the healthcare industry, and I was very good at project management. I'm very type A, very high achiever, it, it all kind of worked, but um, it wasn't leading me to have a satisfying and fulfilling experience of life. Um, so I started doing some self-exploration, and what I ended up finding out was um, the things that really bring me to life, that make me come alive, are really my health and wellness practices. So things like doing yoga, meditation, eating healthy food, movement, um, gardening, drinking tea. These are these are the things I love. And I realized that I wanted to share that with other people. So I actually entered the life coaching space um, via health coaching to begin with. Um, I ended up getting dual certified as a health and a life coach. And as I got deeper into the work, what I realized is that um, health is the foundation. It's absolutely essential. But I was really interested in having those even deeper questions and, and conversations with people um, about this question. What experience do you want to be having of your one and only life? Um, because I think we forget that we have a lot more power to determine the quality of our experience, even if we can't control um, the external things, if we can't always make everything the way we'd, we'd like it, we can still determine how we feel about what's happening in our lives. So that's a little bit of my background and, and how I kind of got into the space. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm honored that you are open and, um, you know, you're sharing all of that with us. That's, that's personal. And I think <clears throat> a lot of us, when we look to someone to help them or to guide them or to get advice from them, being humble and honest about what our struggles are and how we got to where we are is extremely important because that creates a connection, an immediate um, bridge that we can walk and meet each other in. And I think that's extremely important. So, how about we go into and delve into the topic today, which is what experience do you want to be having? Let's talk about our current situation and our current um, society. How can we look to understand what it is that we want in our life? Yeah, what a great question, because how, how do we understand what it is that we want? Because I think it's one that a lot of us have a very difficult time answering. Um, in many cases, what I find is that my clients are very in touch with their pain points. Um, they know what they don't like about their lives. They know what they don't want to be experiencing anymore. Um, but they don't necessarily spend a lot of time or even know how to think about, well, what is it that you, you do want? What would you like instead? So, I think one entry point for figuring that out 
um, is to ask ourselves that question. When we get in touch with the things that we're not enjoying, um, that we're not happy about, that we want to change in our lives, rather than just being in touch with that, to ask ourselves, if I weren't experiencing that, what would I be experiencing instead? What would I rather be experiencing? And to sort of let those um, discomforts and discontents and, and places that we're not happy actually be the entry point to figuring out um, what might make us feel better. Yes, I totally agree with that. That is amazing because when we know what we don't want, when we know the things that are not serving us, that is key to discovering what it is we do want. And I think that's amazing because it's it's a little bit of a reverse psychology because we're asking in the beginning what it is or how do we find out what it is we want. Whereas the answer to the question is first discover what you don't want and discover what it is that is not serving you. Discover some of the things that cause pain or that cause uh, tension, stress in your life that you can identify. Now, identification, I believe, is one of the key core concepts in this because when we identify and name exactly what it is we are feeling, what it is we are seeing, or what it is we are doing, experiencing, it transforms that thing into something that we can now either eliminate or increase. So how does one go about looking into finding those things? Let's delve deeper into the things that they don't like. Like, how do they go about identifying it when you have a lot of noise around you, when you have, um, you know, you're busy constantly and you can't really take the time to go into the mountains and be away from society. You have to be in everything. How can you do that with all the surrounding noise? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked this question. Um, because I do think awareness is really the first step, um, because once we have awareness, we actually have choice. Um, but without awareness, uh, we kind of continue on our, our default path. Um, so in terms of kind of figuring this out, figuring out what is it that we do want, um, we do need to take some time to really do some self-reflection um, and understand First and foremost, what's important to us in our lives? I think so often we're we're so busy, we're go go going, <laughs> we're trying to check the boxes, we're trying to do the things that are expected of us, um, and we take a lot of action without really understanding why. Why are why am I taking this action in the first place? Why am I pursuing this career? Why do I want that house? Why do I want that thing? Um, and so we need to take some time to kind of take that. 30,000 foot perspective and understand really who we are, um, what do we value and, and what do we want out of our lives at the end of the day when we look back on them. And by taking that time to really do that self-reflection and understand our why and our motivations, from that place we can determine what kind of action we want to take. Yes, absolutely true. This is a great conversation. I think a lot of us um, you know, we don't know that we're unaware. Um, I think we walk through life understanding with an understanding that, um, you know, like as you mentioned when you first started that, you know, I don't know if this is for me. Uh, so we have to try and we have to fail and we have to um, maybe decide no, yes. Maybe we have to walk through life and <clears throat> have those experiences. But what you said just a moment ago that struck me was the why. You know, why have the awareness, make sure that you are understanding the, the subtleties of what it is that you're doing and how you're feeling and understanding that reality and actuality are two completely different things and that you're able to distinguish the two. Are you, um, do you have any 
words of wisdom? Do you have any um, trends that you see happening with some of your clients, with society, with uh, even yourself that can help aid us into moving into a positive direction of being aware and knowing why? Yeah, I think a great entry point for building awareness is to just start to notice when we're having that feeling that we should be doing something, <laughs> when that that word should comes up. You know, I I should do the laundry, I should take care of the dishes, I I should get a new job, I should be whatever it is, right? I should be working out. <laughs> Anytime we're hearing yeah, so I think a great entry point for building awareness is really noticing when we're having the feeling of should. I should be doing something. Um, whether that's, you know, I, I should be doing the laundry or I should take care of the dishes or I should be working out more or I should be a better mom in some way or a, a better parent or we all have this feeling that there's all these things that we should be doing. And I think when we notice that come up for us, when there's that feeling of I should, I should, I should, a really helpful question to ask is who benefits from me believing this? Who benefits from me believing I should be doing this? Um, there's so much that we are um, conditioned and patterned to to think and believe in ways that we are, are um, kind of programmed to act. Um, and I don't I mean that in a brainwashy sense, just in a, you know, how we've kind of been socialized. Um, and so it can be helpful to, again, take that step back and understand, um, is this thing I'm doing or the thing I feel like I should be doing, is it something that I actually value or is it something that I have been told to value? And understanding who benefits from the way that, that we behave and the ways that we engage in society and then really understanding is that mine or is that not mine? Um, and, and that can be a place where we start to build this level of awareness around what we really want in our own lives. Wow. One thing that really struck out to me when you just talked about that was, is that something that I really believe? I, I know that I do that all the time. I do things because that's just the way it's supposed to be done. I don't question it sometimes. Sometimes I do. But I do it. Or I act that way. Or I just, you know, this is just the way it is. I'm going to have to do that. <clears throat> I'm going to have to be there at that point in time. But that's important. Do you really think that? Is that what you really believe? Do you really think that that's appropriate for this particular time? Is that you? And I think separating that from what's appropriate to is that you is important. What you just mentioned about um, being aware and knowing that you may not agree or you may not believe in what you're doing. And just knowing that, being aware of that, instead of just succumbing to what it is that the conditioning is, because we're a society and, you know, we live in certain norms, it's important. And it's, it's almost empowering because then you get to separate yourself. You get to say, this is what is needed right now, but you know what? That's not really me. What do you think of that? I agree 100%. I, I think it's so important to take that time to understand ourselves and understand our values and what's important to us um, and how those fit or don't fit with what we've been taught and told um, our whole lives. I think one of the most beautiful parts of this life coaching journey for me has been understanding the immense amount of possibility um, that we all have at our fingertips. And 
sometimes that can be very hard to see again because we've been um, told or encouraged that we should do things a certain way or we should live a certain way or we should pursue certain goals and outcomes and jobs and salaries and different paths in our lives. Um, and going on this journey has just shown me that there's so much more possibility available to us um, than, than we can always see or access. And so I think this awareness building starts to make us um, realize that that possibility is there. Um, and then when we, we see that, we have that option, that choice to, to take it in a different direction if that feels aligned uh, for us. Right. This is so very interesting and, and deep. I do understand and agree with what you're saying. Um, I think it's important that we understand, you know, this brings back to what I was speaking of earlier about reality and actuality, you know, um, understanding that some things are just the way it is. You know, you've dropped the ball on something or, you know, that would be reality, but actuality is, oh my gosh, I failed. Oh my gosh, I've, I'm horrible. I'm this, I'm that. And when you look at it and you separate it from what is real and what is not, you know, for instance, you're walking in the woods and you, it's dark, you see a stick and you think it's a snake, you know, that's what you think, that's what you perceive, that's what you believe, but it may not be real. Because when you get up to it and you step on it or you, you look at it even closer, you realize that it's not a snake. It's not what you actually think it is. And what you said earlier, becoming aware of that is the most powerful thing. What are some ways, you said before you like doing yoga, you like doing meditation, um, what are some actual practices that you can do to help become more aware of your life? Yeah, so yoga and meditation are, of course, um, beautiful practices that um, most of us are at least somewhat uh, familiar with. Another practice that I love to teach my clients, this is actually something I teach in our very first session together because I think it's so important, um, is a concept called anchoring. And so what an anchor is, is just some thing in your physical environment that helps you build more awareness or kind of brings you back to yourself. So it could be something like a piece of jewelry that you wear. You could have a ring or a necklace or a bracelet. Um, it could be uh, an object that you keep on your desk or in your kitchen. Um, it could even be something like a, a scent, like a, a candle that you burn or an essential oil or an incense. Um, but the idea is that these anchors act as a pattern interrupter. Because again, during our day-to-day, -day, we're running on default, which is not a bad thing. It's the most efficient way for our brains to work. Um, but it means that unless we have something to kind of interrupt us and bring us into awareness, um, we'll kind of keep doing the things we've always done. We'll do things the way we've always done them. And so an anchor can serve as a moment to just check in with yourself. So I, for example, wear a ring um, on one of my fingers and I'll find myself playing with that ring at different points during the day. Um, and, and when I see the ring, what I ask myself, the question, the anchor um, for me um, is what choice am I making in this moment? Because we're always making a choice. Um, and is this choice in alignment with the version of myself? That I want to be. Um, so that's just one example of how you might um, use an anchor to just uh, tap in, touch base with yourself, um, and build some awareness uh, throughout your day-to-day -day life. That's beautiful. I really like that. We all could use anchors more times than we do. I think that we often do that 
unknowingly. You know, a lot of people have pets. A lot of people have special blankets. A lot of people have pillows that they like to use, things that they, you know, um, favorite socks, favorite things that help them feel good. And to be able to anchor to something that helps you become comfortable, become aware is important. I totally agree. I'd like to move this into um, a little bit more of a discussion on kind of current affairs and everything because we're here in a unique time in our life. And it creates many opportunities and also creates many, many areas that are being torn apart. So I'd like to maybe move this into a discussion on how we can, what kind of trends do you see as we move in, as we are into this COVID time, we are into, you know, some unrestful times. What, besides anchoring, because that, I, I can see that being super important right now. What kind of trends do you see happening in the world? What things do you see need to change? Where do you see us going? What a big question and, and what a great question. Um, well, you know, w- with everything that's going on on a global scale and a national scale right now, I think naturally we're feeling um, lots of anxiety, lots of fear about the future, um, lots of uncertainty. Um, and there is certainly a lot of suffering happening um, in the world right now. Um, and at the same time, I think there's a real opportunity here. Um, this past year, we've all had more time than ever on our hands, most of us anyway, um, to have this time to reflect, uh, to really be confronted with our own mortality. Um, and in some ways, that that part is a, a silver lining because it again brings us into that space of awareness, into thinking about um, how precious our, our lives are um, and how we can live them with more intention and, and better alignment with what's important to us. So in some ways, I, I'm, I'm grateful for this time, not to diminish any of the suffering that's happening, um, but I'm grateful for this, that part of this time, that silver lining um, that has brought this higher of level of collective consciousness, so to speak, uh, in terms of us thinking about how do we want to move forward into the future? Um, what parts of normal do we want to return to? Um, and, and what parts of this time may have been good change? Um, so that's sort of how I've reflected on, on what's been happening in the world lately. Absolutely. I think uh, in times like this, being able to become aware of <clears throat> ourselves, how we feel, do we really think about this the way it looks like we do? Is this really what we want to be doing with our lives? Is this um, the direction I want to be going, I think is extremely important. And yeah, we are in times where there are, there's so much unrest, so much unknown, so much possibility. In those times, I think we, we can easily get caught up in not knowing feeling uncomfortable because I, I can't commit to anything or I can't count on anything or I can't plan for anything because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how things are going to be. I don't know. I can't come close to my friends or family or I can't say the wrong thing because we don't want people to be offended. I can't uh, do these things. So I guess my question to you in this respect is how do we handle these tumultuous t- 
times where we're feeling this because I know right now it's it's magnified. It is out there in the open. People see it. It is identified. But when we're in work on an everyday basis, when we're at home or in school or working with our spouse or friend or or child or family, we do go through these things on a smaller scale. And so, you know, how, how would we go about maximizing our benefit from feeling or from having uncertainty? I think a large part of um, dealing with these feelings of stress and anxiety and uncertainty and sadness and is actually just allowing ourselves to feel those things, giving ourselves permission to have our feelings. Um, again, a lot of us have been socialized and conditioned to believe that um, perhaps crying isn't helpful um, or you're, you're being too much or your, you know, feelings aren't useful in some way. Right. Um, and I think that's simply not true. I think our emotions have a lot to teach us. Um, and so just allowing ourselves to to actually feel them, expanding our capacity to feel our emotions is huge. I actually had this thought this morning that actually in order to feel better, we need to feel better. <laughs> we need to better feel our emotions, to be okay feeling our emotions. And that's actually um, what allows them to, to process and for us to, to move through them. It's when we try to numb them, when we stuff them down, when we say, nope, not okay today, um, that's when we'll end up dealing with them at some point down the line. And so I think if we can just give ourselves permission that, hey, we're in some crazy, crazy times, um, I'm not going to feel like sunshine and rainbows <laughs> every day. Um, and that's OK. And just to allow ourselves to process that um, and, and, and move through it in that way. That's nice. I really like the way you uh, said that. Let me uh, rephrase that again. In order to feel better, you have to better feel. Is that what you said? Yeah, I said, I said in order to feel better, you have to feel better, but <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> better, better feel. Yeah. I hadn't totally, uh, hashed that one out, but I, it occurred to me this morning that I was like, oh, that, that's so true. It's right there in the, in the phrase of feeling better. We have to allow ourselves to feel. Wow. I think, uh, that really kind of just stuck out to me right there because, <clears throat> How often are we running away from our feelings, trying to numb them down, trying to or perk them up or um, just not feel it at all? And there's so many ways to do that. We have our society as an immediate gratification society. We can get whatever we want whenever we want it within reason, however, but to to feel it to get in there, feel bad, because we all don't like to feel bad. At least I don't. But it's important to feel bad. It's important to have fear, because fear stops us from doing things that we're not supposed to do. It's important to get mad, because you know what? We're human also. It's important to get happy, because, again, we need to have those experiences hormones are huge our hormone levels help us to to create these feelings they help us to um, have them in every way shape or form in a physical form as well as a mental thought and feeling so i think that's super duper important and i like the way that because you got to better feel it you got to feel it you got to feel better you have to be able to get in there and feel it and let it run its course. But again, our society, we were watching TV a lot, movies, um, reading books, and they're all fantasy worlds. 
um, going in and playing games, online, whatever we play for games, um, and doing all those things, they really are not a true reflection of what you should feel and being able to be aware, being able to align yourself with those feelings and then having those tools like an anchor to be able to work with those feelings, to allow yourself to feel in them without destroying yourself or beating yourself up about it. So I'd like to um, maybe kind of go in that route too now that we're having this discussion is our thoughts and how they come into play with living the best life that we can. And how important are they? Our thoughts are incredibly important um, because what we think and what we believe determines how we show up in the world um, and how we show up determines the results that we get. Um, so it's incredibly important to become aware of our thoughts, aware of our beliefs. Um, that's a lot of the work that I actually do with clients is actually bringing some of that to the surface. Because again, for some of us, things can be so ingrained. Um, we've done them a certain way for so long that we don't even realize that we're kind of running on these un unconscious beliefs. Um, so again, starting to bring, bring those beliefs, those thoughts to the surface and, and understanding that, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a concrete example, but I guess if you think of um, someone going into a, a job interview, for example, um, if they have the thought, if they have the belief about themselves that, hey, I'm not really sure I'm qualified for this. I don't really know if I'm capable. Um, that's going to change the energy of how they show up in that interview. Um, and, and the interviewers are going to pick up on that. Um, but if someone goes in with the thought or the belief or the energy that I'm really confident in my ability to do this job well, um, and I feel really confident that I can add value to this organization, um, they're going to show up with a completely different energy that's also going to be picked up by the, the interviewer. And so that's just one small example that shows how um, what we think and what we believe about ourselves changes the way we show up in the world, which changes the results that we get. Yes, that is so very true because our mindset sets everything. It uh, dictates how we do show up. And I do completely 100% agree with you there because it all starts there. Our brains, our beautiful, wonderful brains are designed to solve complex problems, to, to survive. That's why we are not still in the... You know, we are, are more evolved than other animals. And I think that that is incredibly important. But we can also take those thoughts and turn them into something that they're not. Or turn them into something that is completely untrue. So that's powerful. And it starts with the awareness. It starts with knowing yourself. And it starts with creating those positive self-talks, those things that you can say to yourself. Because if you understand that you are not that, whatever it is that you're experiencing or doing, you are really just kind of what you are and what you believe. And the experience that you're having right now can be anything. What you said earlier about possibilities being unlimited and and everything is possible is very true because you can go into a conversation with someone that you've had relations for the whole your whole life and reinvent the conversation every day just based on how you think about it. And if you let your previous thoughts overpower the current ones. So I think that's that's extremely, extremely important. Um, as you personally are also experiencing some change, too, because uh, you mentioned to me that you are embarking on 
uh, an adventure. So this all aligns, everything that we've discussed aligns with some of the things that you are embarking on. Can you speak a little bit of what you're embarking on? I would love nothing more. <laughs> um, so I am currently in the process of starting my journey to van life. And so what that means is that I will be giving up my apartment that I've lived in for almost five years and moving into a converted camper van um, and just traveling the country wherever wherever the wind takes me. Um, but yeah, this has absolutely been uh, a very, I'm trying to find the words for it, but it's, it's reflective of um, what I teach my clients. And I've, you know, do, I do the work myself too, of course. And so in asking myself this question, what experience do I want to be having of my one and only life? Um, this is the answer that I have right now. This is what I feel called to do is to um, live this alternative lifestyle, have these new experiences, these new connections, um, this closer connection to nature and the natural rhythms of life. And um, I think there's just so much to explore in this um, new way of doing things and new way of being that I'm, I'm really, really excited about. That's pretty amazing. You're dropping traditional style of life, moving to a nomadic life. What brought you to that? You know, what brought you to that? I know you just discussed that, that's, that you're trying to live what you teach, but you know, was there some particular event or some 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 um, impetus that started this whole process? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and one that I, I get asked all the time, of course, but um, the, the truest answer is that my intuition is telling me to do this. Um, there is just a voice inside of me. It's the same voice that told me um, that coaching was the next step in my journey um, that has just called me forth into this new way of living. Um, and I just know that there's something here for me. Um, so that's the, the truest, deepest answer. Um, and then, you know, a little more on the practical or, or level of things, I guess. Um, I'm just excited to have new experiences. Uh, I've had a really lovely time living in Boston for the last five years or so. Um, but I feel that this, this chapter of my life is ready to close. Um, and I'm excited to get out and um, see our beautiful country and to um, meet people on my journey. Uh, the van life community is really, really beautiful, very strong. Um, it's diverse. It's, it's really interesting. So I'm excited to get out there and meet other people who feel called to, to live this way. Um, and I think I'm also looking for, for the next level of growth and challenge in my life. Um, this is going to require a whole new uh, set of skills and, and learning to live a completely different way. And I think I know that I'm going to grow um, because of that. And I'm really I'm really excited for that growth. Um, I think it's going to be a really beautiful part of my journey. Fascinating. That's incredible. And I think that's something that is uh, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of um, trust in yourself to be able to make a decision like that because you're now embarking on a journey all around the world or the U.S. or wherever it is that you're going, which you don't know. You're moving away from what is secure and you have a little voice inside of you that's saying, I should do this. There's a lot of times where we don't listen to that little voice. And we succumb to those norms, those conditioning factors that we talked about earlier in our discussion. And how many missed opportunities do people have because of not listening to their inner inner voice? 
So this is your inner voice, and I appreciate you sharing that. What are some of the um, things that you see happening on your journey? Do you have any goals or dreams or plans or any of that? That's a good question. Um, what do I see happening on my journey? Um, I think, uh, no, I don't. I don't have plans, and that's so new for me. <laughs> um, I've been, again, a, a high achiever, type A, check the boxes, get the grades, and do, do all the things kind of person. Um, and I'm sure I will make some plans <laughs> as I um, travel. And But no, this is a really new way of doing things for me where I, I feel, um, and I think that's part of what's attracted me to the lifestyle is just this freedom to kind of go where I felt called or, or led. Um, so when I think about what I, you know, envision for this, it's, it's much more of a feeling um, than any sort of concrete, um, you know, I'm going to travel here and then I'm going to go there and I'm going to meet this person. Uh, I'm, I'm very open to just letting the journey unfold uh, as it will. Wow, that's amazing. So let me ask you this. How, moving into this journey, can, um, like with anybody, um, you're coaching someone to who's on the you know cusp of something new, who's wanting to change, who's doing this, what are what are what's your advice to yourself? What are some of the things that you would do for yourself? Well, let me rephrase that. What are some of the things that you would coach someone through that you could apply to yourself in this particular situation? Mm, yeah, what a great question. Um, I think what I often end up coaching people through um, is having the courage and the confidence and the trust in yourself to actually follow that voice and to take that step and to take that leap. Because before we do something new or challenging or what feels like it might be risky, um, we often want to have it all figured out. We want to have that um, security of knowing it's going to be A, then B, then C, then D. Um, and that's that's not really how life works. Um, it, it, what we have to do is we have to commit, um, commit to following that intuition, to following that inner voice. Um, and then the path will be made clear for us. Um, and I know that can sound very esoteric or, um, or strange to people, but there's no way to know what possibilities are going to open up to you um, unless you say yes, unless you actually um, throw yourself into the fire and just open to to what might happen. Um, and I, I can speak from very personal experience in, in starting my coaching business. I had a very secure, prestigious, high paying project management job that checked all of the traditional boxes that I was, quote unquote, supposed to check. Um, but there was a voice saying, nope, this isn't what you're supposed to do anymore. And here's what you're supposed to do instead. And I I did it. I just threw myself off the ledge, um, you know, not knowing what what might be there on the other side or was I going to grow the wings to fly? Um, but I did. Um, and I think that's that's what I coach people through is just having the courage to trust that voice, to take that first step and then allow things to unfold and just know that there are possibilities that you cannot even see yet because of where you're standing and you have to take that next step in order to see the new possibilities and allow them um, to come to you. That's very, very true and very wise advice. I, uh, I appreciate you giving that. Um, the next question I have for you is going to be fairly personal. And what do we do with the people who don't necessarily think that what we're doing is the right thing or what we've done is the right thing? Um, because we're always seeing, as you mentioned before, the conditioning, the things that uh, the way we're supposed to do things, 
Um, particularly, we see it a lot in jobs, you know, your, your responsibilities and things of that nature. You know, a lot of people would, uh, say, you know, have their own opinion about that. They would have their own opinion about, um, pretty much anything. What do you do with that? With those, those other opinions and those other, uh, influences that may not align with your inner voice? Yes, this is the hardest part, isn't it? <laughs> is hearing all those other voices that, that make us question that, that inner voice that we're hearing. Um, and yes, it is a personal question. <laughs> it's been a big part of my journey um, to learn to be okay with those dissenting voices and those voices that are like, you're doing what? <laughs> you're living where? <laughs> so you're going to be homeless? Um, yeah, the, the people who question your choices. And I think the most fruitful thing that we can do for those people and for ourselves is to just have compassion and just to know that other people's comments about our choices are not a reflection on us, but a reflection on them and on their experience and on the amount of possibility that they can see, right? Um, when people are are offering <laughs> their advice or their opinions or their thoughts on choices that you are making, um, what they're really doing is just reflecting on themselves. Um, they might be grappling with the fact that they haven't allowed themselves to follow that inner voice um, or to do those things that are outside the norm. And so I think as much as we can just have compassion and understand that Anyone making a comment about anything that you're doing, any choice that you're making is really going through their own stuff. They're processing their own their own things um, that allows us to still feel good about what we're doing, to know that um, the choice that we're making is right for us. Um, and it's OK for other people to kind of be where they are and not necessarily um, agree with um, or support or affirm the choices that we're making. And that's just simply where they are in their lives. And, and that's okay too. Very true. Very well said. When you're doing things out of the majority of the population or the belief or any of that, um, it, it, it's interesting because you, I've, at least I've seen and through people I've worked with and through my own life and everything and friends and family, you'll either have people who are supportive or you'll have people who are not supportive. It's amazing because it does, it does have an influence over you. It has an influence over what you are truly empowered to do because you feel like sometimes or at least a lot of people feel like they need support when they're making big decisions like this. And I like what you mentioned before about having an anchor and having something that is going to not necessarily be a negative thing, but it's going to something help you snap out of that negativity or snap out of that, um, that break the pattern of your thinking because no matter what, any habit change, any adventure, anything that you do is, you know, it's a thought. It starts with a thought. It starts with a, um, a dream or a movement or any of that. And you have to have something to anchor yourself down. And a lot of times we look to other people to anchor ourselves when we need to just anchor ourselves. And we need to feel all this fear and all the anxiety and all the uneasiness and all the beauty and all the fun and all the excited and giddy experiences that you're going to have. So I think that's beautiful, wonderful, and I commend you for um, stepping out into who you are and, and doing things that, um, you know, take take a, a, an amount of, of courage and take an, you know, that, 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 are, that are brave. So thank you for expressing and sharing that with us. I'm going to ask you a little bit more personal questions now. What are your passions? What are the things that you are most passionate about in your life? Well, 
Honestly, I'm very passionate about coaching. I, I love this work and I feel so blessed that I that I get to do it and I get to help people on their journey open up to more possibility and live in greater alignment with themselves. Um, other things that I'm passionate about that I love, like I mentioned, all my wellness practices. Um, I've been on uh, personal journeys with both my mental and my physical health. Um, with anxiety. Uh, I also have IBS. So I've been on a journey of healing my gut. Um, so those practices, I think, just bring me again into a sense of groundedness, a connection to who I am, what I care about. Um, so I love, I love sharing those with other people. I love to cook. I love to read. Uh, I love connecting with people. Um, and Hopefully one of my passions is going to be van life very soon and, and sharing that lifestyle with people as well. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much. What are uh, on the opposite side of that? What are some of the things that you actually struggle with and that you're fearful of? Yeah, I definitely still struggle with what we just talked about with um you know, the voices of other people and and really staying in touch with what's true for me. Um, you know, parental approval, I think, is a big one for a lot of us. And um, my parents are supportive, but they have their concerns, you know, and coming back around to the fact that they have positive intentions for me. They want me to be safe. They want me to be happy. They want me to be well. Um, but they might not always love the choices that I'm making. So I think that's one thing that I I continue to work through is just um, knowing that, that that voice, that intuition inside of me has never once led me astray. Um, and every choice that I've ever made that's outside the norm. I've done some other things like uh, in college, I shaved my head for pediatric cancer research. I had long hair flowing past my shoulders and I just decided it was something I wanted to do. <laughs> and I did it. And Never, ever, ever regretted that. Um, all of these choices have um, added to my life, added to my growth, have changed my self-concept. And so, um, but that would be something I still am I'm working through for sure. Well, thank you so much for being open with that and sharing that with us. That's beautiful. Appreciate you. Um, we're going to move into the recap and the close to the conclusion of the of the show and I wanted to um, have you think about something that we should take away from this whole discussion something that is the the thing that we shouldn't miss the thing that is the golden nugget while I recap today we've discussed you know how to live our best life how to have the experiences that we want to and we decided that being aware is one of the key factors and one of the most foundational aspects of understanding what it is that we want. But before we even decide what we want, we started the conversation off by deciding what we don't want or identifying what we don't want. We decided we started the conversation off by um, realizing and noting those things so that we can gear up and move towards our path of knowing what we do. We talked about, um, you know, what it is that we are experiencing because moving into anything that we're doing is full of possibilities. It's full of um, opportunities and it's also full of uneasiness and unsureness and what we do through those times is we work on how to think. We work on how our mind moves us through it. But most importantly, we listen to that deep voice inside. We are quiet enough and aware enough to be able to follow our intuition without the noise of the outside world. When that noise becomes loud and it becomes hard for us to understand what it is that we want or to, to, to view life in clear 
lenses, we, we should understand that those people have their own things that they're dealing with and they don't align with what our own inner voice says. When some of those things happen, when we get it caught up into these roundabout, centrifugal um, habits and thoughts, we can pull ourselves out of it through anchors, which are, in your words, they are items that you can use to help change your thoughts, to help change your, your proclivities to do something other than what you should be doing. And those could be rings, those could be necklaces, incense, um, candles we discussed. This could be a myriad of options. But the most important thing is it has to be something to ground us, to help us pull ourselves out of that uh, whirlpool of negativity or things that are not serving us. And we discussed that you're a, a life coach and you see many things happening in the world today where there are um, uneasiness, unsureness, people feeling like um, they don't know what's happening next and there's not security and there's not um, any of that stuff that helps us feel like we can take steps without security or without a foundation. But again, there's that still soft inner voice. And if you listen to your inner voice, if you're aware of yourself, if you're aware of what you think and you're looking at, is it real or is it imagined? Am I really seeing this the correct way? And then we look at these naysayers, we look at these people and we're, you know, is it, is it really, is that really what I believe or am I just doing things? Am I, Am I just, they're, they're talking to me, they're saying these things. Should I, should I listen? Should I not? Who is this that, who's going to benefit from this? Is it me or is it society or someone else? So the most important thing, again, is to follow your intuition. And I'm going to sum it all up with the famous quote that I just heard you say. You got to feel, in order to feel better, you have to, feel better or better feel. So is that a good summation of what we've discussed? Would you like to add anything? You did a, a beautiful, beautiful job recapping that. Yeah, I think if there's that one golden nugget, it would just be to come back to that question um, as often as you can. You know, What experience do you want to be having of your one and only life? And um, this life is precious. We're so fortunate that we get to be here having this human experience. Um, and there's so much possibility available at our fingertips, more than we can even see um, from our vantage point. And so just starting to tap into that possibility. What do you want to create? What do you want to experience? Who do you want to become? Um, asking yourself that question uh, will just allow you to have this richer, more fulfilled um, experience of life. And I, I hope that I've been able to impart that today and that that um, inspires and motivates um, some people to to really consider that question and, and move forward in a different way in their lives. Megan, I want to thank you so very much for being a part of this, to being here, to expressing yourself, sharing your wisdom, you know, taking your time, being humble and open. And I want to ask you the very last question of the day is, for anyone listening, how can they start this journey? How can they get a hold of you? How can they get a hold of someone? Yeah, thanks for asking, Chris. So if people want to get in touch with me, my website is Coached by Megan. It's C-O-A-C-H-E-D-B-Y-M-E-G-A-N.com. Um, and all of my social profiles are coached by Megan as well. So you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, and 
Yeah, if you want to get in touch, I'm happy to do um, a free one-on-one coaching session. In that session, we would just learn more about where you're at, what you're looking for, what is that vision of what you want to create, um, and find out whether there is a fit for us to work together. Um, and if there's not a fit, that's okay too. Um, and I can hopefully point you to to a better resource if, if that is the case or a different coach. But um, that would be the best way to get in touch and, and to start the journey. Thank you so much, Megan. Again, I want to thank you for being here. Um, I've said thank you too many times, but that's okay. <laughs> um, everyone, this has been Megan Fine, and our topic today has been how do you want to live your best life or how do you want to experience your life as it is your one and only time here on earth at this moment, at this time. So without further ado, everybody have a blessed day. Thank you, Megan. Namaste. Bella Life, where health and wellness starts with you.